beer is warm. The wooden collar bullets flying thick. I'm, as always, the deputy Stu Kaufman. And I'm your local drunk, Amy McLeod. <laughs> and I am your madam, Melissa Huggins. And tonight we watched 1965's Cat Baloo. Directed by Elliot Silverstein and starring Jane Fonda, Lee Marvin, and Michael Kalin. Oh my goodness, and folks. This was a colorful journey in the world. This was amazing. I, uh, Melissa had graciously informed us of this movie. I was, I was rather um, shocked. F- friend of the podcast. Yes, friend of the podcast. I am one of your listeners. I was going to say, our listener. We have our listener here today. Yes, we have our listener here today. (laughs) I'm not their mother. (laughs) We are not related. (laughs) It's going to get weird, folks. (laughs) Um, But I was was shocked. I was disappointed when I I learned you had not heard of this movie. And I told you it was going to be a delight. And now we've watched it. It was. Oh, my goodness. And I feel like the, the, the credits here are, are, at a disservice because it was also co-starring Jane Fonda's butt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> her butt and her beautiful hair that never moved. Yeah, absolutely yeah. incredible hair. Thank you, Vidal Sassoon. <laughs> <laughs> Some Aquanet. Yes. <laughs> well, uh, well, Amy, do you want to give us the rundown of this here picture show? Yes. Oh, man, we're going to have a lot to unpack here. Um, I got to say, I usually try to take really good notes, but for a few periods of the movie, I was having too much fun. Because nobody don't make no fun of a friend of Kitcheline. To want to stop and take notes. So uh, y'all can jump in if I miss anything important. I I also might have been reciting along, so it's okay. I distracted you. No, that's quite okay. (laughs) Yes, so Cat Baloo, that is Jane Fonda, Mm -hmm. is um, Old West teacher. She's going to be a school teacher. She's coming back home. and uh, All she did, though, was teach us how to kill. <laughs> Spoilers! <laughs> Spoilers! But no, um, so she's taking the train back home. I guess she went to school teacher school. So That's good. where you go. Yeah, I mm-hmm. mean, you know. As a school teacher, that's exactly what happens. Thank Western you, thank you, yes. teaching college, whatever. Right, so uh, the, the school marm puts her on the train and is like, Oh, look, a lovely priest. You take care of this young lady. And of course, that scene is just amazing because the priest is drunk and ends up being a uh, an accomplice to another scoundrel who's being held onto the train. Uh, one, hold on, I had his name written down. Uh, Clay Boone. Clay Boone. Mm-hmm. Um, so this drunken priest helps Clay escape. Uh, there's some shenanigans on the train, so there's a little bit of a little bit of chemistry. Between Cat and uh, Clay, he's a little bit of a scoundrel. So uh, we're like, oh, guess uh, guess we'll we won't see this guy again, right? I mean, you know, no foreshadowing there. So uh, <laughs> she gets back back home to her coot of a father, who um, the ranch is in in like disarray. There's no horses. What's going on? People are messing with him, and they want to kick him out of the ranch so that they can, you know, develop the town further. And they're just being real dicks about it. <laughs> so <laughs> then, she, you know, there's a hired hired killer with a silver nose whose name was not Tico Brahe. 
famed <laughs> Renaissance astronomer. There were no even references to the famed Renaissance astronomer, but uh, that or an intoxicated moose. But that's okay. But uh, yeah, so he's been hired to kill her daddy. And that's not cool. So she's like, "How do you fight a gunslinger? You get your own gunslinger." So she tries to, she ends up meeting up with uh, Clay again and is like, ah, this guy can be my gunslinger. And he's like, uh, no, mm, that's not me. I can't do that. I steal cows. Yeah, like, <laughs> I, I'm not that. I like free beef. That's about it. Right. I, you know, just don't pay for things. I don't murder people. So uh, she puts $50 in the mail to get a gunslinger that she's read about. We saw her reading about uh, Kid, uh... Kid Shalene. Kid Shalene. And in a great scene, they're waiting for him to get off the, the train, or the stagecoach, and you think it's going to be the first guy who's this big, buff, strong-looking, strapping man, uh, and it's like, oh, nope, not him. Nope. And then they kick an old, dirty bum off the back of the thing, and there's our Kid Shalene. <laughs> Lying in the gutter. And my God... Lee Marvin absolutely kills it. So friggin' good. So the rest of the film, they have to protect the father, which they fail at. The father does get shot, so then they try to get their revenge on the town. And, um, you know, it's kind of a... They do win in the end. Um, it does kind of start with thinking that they don't win, because it starts with, oh, she's going to get hung. But the last scene of the film, they do get her out of trouble. But... Uh, my goodness. Can I, I, I? There's something I specifically want to start off with. Go for it. Is in, through a lot of westerns, we see uh, characters named Kid or The Kid, whatever. And it's clearly a, a full grown man. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What I loved about this is it's not just a full grown man, Kid Shaleen. He is an old man. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> He's not 35. No, this guy is on his last leg. Yes, he wants to go out in a blaze of glory, um, his one final fight, if he can see past the whiskey. Yes, yeah. yes. The drunk acting in this film. Bar none. Yes, excellent. So good. Mm -hmm. e like, even with the drunk priest in the beginning, like, just the way he was speaking, because, you know, like, you get real drunk and you kind of start talking a little nasally, uh, like, he had it down. Huh? I, won't, I won't inflict myself on you any further. Yeah, he said that, what, like, five times? Yes. It was perfect. I won't inflict myself. I'm drunk as a skunk. <laughs> on my way to a temperance meeting. <laughs> He's, he said that in such a way where it's just, like, you expect him to go, <laughs> <laughs> I think I think the epi the the apex of Lee Marvin's drunk acting though was when he meets Cat Ballou's father, Jane Fonda's father, and Jane Fonda's father is understandably upset yes. that his daughter has paid fifty dollars for this very smelly, yes. very drunk man, yes. <laughs> who even though he's drunk still has the DTs. Oh, yes. Oh, um, wow. And Lee Marvin gets in the father's face and says the word, please, asking for another drink. And it's like in that puh. <laughs> it, come, it comes through the screen. We're like, oh, oh, Jesus. You, what is that, old granddad? Yeah, you, oh. you could smell the mix of bad booze, halitosis, and just old man. Yeah, and like <laughs> rot from not caring for himself. Grandpa, is that you? That's <laughs> wild turkey. Oh. You know our grandpappy drank the Jim Beam. 
That's too top shelf. <laughs> Amy, in, in all fairness, I'll never forget the first time I smelled wild turkey. Cause I was like, oh, that's what grand, granddad drank. <laughs> yeah, that reminds me of my granddad. <laughs> <laughs> Cigarettes and old granddad. No, yeah, but like, in that moment, and then her dad just like, moves his head back just a little bit. It was perfect, because you're like, I smell that. Yeah. I smell it. Mm-hmm. That yeah. right there. Yeah. It's, yeah. That's why he won that Oscar for this role. I couldn't believe I'm, that. I'm, I'm, my, my gas is flabbered. Yeah. Best actor, Lee Marvin, 1965, for his role in Cat Baloo. Yeah, when you said that before you watched this, I'm like, all right, I'm going to watch this critically for Lee Marvin's <laughs> acting, because, like, this won an award. And I'm like, based on what I've heard of this movie, I'm like, I feel like this is not the kind of movie that wins awards but no. by golly he earned that oscar yeah he staggered his way across the silver screen oh my god and the way he would go because when he were first introduced obviously he's a drunken mess can <laughs> barely stand he he can't he literally cannot shoot the broadside of a barn he misses he did it. he missed the barn completely um and then uh jackson uh gave him a a uh, little thing of whiskey or whatever and he drinks it and he just goes through this transformation where you see it's like oh yes the medicine exactly. <laughs> it's working yep and then he becomes his gunslinger self right and can shoot real good it just it just seemed like he was carrying a lot of demons was oh like, yes oh god this guy needs well they didn't have therapists in 1894 so like how do i make the screams of shiloh disappear liquor yeah like to me i was like his performance it was so chaotic and just not quite frenetic, but at the same time, you're like, I feel for this guy. Like, he's having problems. Yeah. <laughs> but but I think what worked about his performance is that, like, he has the chaotic energy of this just absolutely mess of a man who yeah. just wants the next drink. And then, I don't know if I'm giving anything away, but later in the movie, mm. when he realizes that he has to step up and deal with the gunslinger that killed Cat Ballou's father, which was also played by Lee Marvin, oh, this yes. other gunslinger, Strom, with yes. the silver nose, uh, that he has to ki- basically kill this other Himself. guy. <laughs> we get we get the whole montage of him being like, no more booze. And it's like, you need him being crazy to then let that land of mm. him suddenly becoming this amazing rhinestone cowboy oh, with yes. the shiniest of belt buckles. Right. Yes. I, they were, there is a lot of callbacks to other classic westerns here. Like, the, the black suit very much called back to, like, Yul Brenner in, yeah. in, um, in the original Magnificent Seven. Mm-hmm. Just yeah. be, like, just too cool for school. Oh, yeah. I was like, this is a Yul Brenner outfit. They pulled yeah. that out of his closet. Right. They, they couldn't get Yul Brenner, but they got Lee Marvin, and I think that was a better call. I do. I think Lee Marvin has the face for it. Yeah. Because I think Yul Brenner is probably. I think he's too too pretty. I don't. I see. I don't think so. But I think Lee Marvin definitely has a better face for westerns. Because he yeah. he he looks like uh like he's taken a lot of punches. He, yes. He is a hard man to look at. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he looked okay when they cleaned him up. But oh. he's a, It's not that he's hard to look at. I think you can smell him. Like, we talked yes. about his breath, but, like, looking at him in this movie, the, the man smells, and you can see it. Yeah, He's if, filthy. Right, yeah. If, if you've gone to college and been on a bender 
This, oh gosh. This, you you know what Lee Marvin smells like. Like you just have a hangover looking at him. You're right. It's like oh, it's Monday. You're in class somehow, and you're what? Like what has happened? Right. You're like, <laughs> as long as I don't move, I won't vomit in the middle of class. How how did I get here? Right. I I was somewhere else. I have. It was Friday at 6 o'clock. I have made a series of increasingly poor choices. <laughs> like, I don't even... This isn't even my class. I don't take this. Like, I can't read this. Oh, I'm, it's in Greek class. I don't have that class. Why am I, I in read. Athens? Right. <laughs> oh, oh, God. Uh, so, uh... But God. yeah, hats off to Lee Marvin. He did so good, and... I want to talk a little bit about his his transformation. Mm. By all means. When Jackson, so we'll we'll probably talk about Jackson. Jackson's a Native American guy who's working on Father's Ranch. Yeah, he he's is super cool. Yeah, he specifically says that he is Sue. Is Sue. what he says. Whether yes. or not the movie really holds true to that is yeah. a whole other Yeah. And also <laughs> like Cat Baloo's like surrogate brother. Yeah. Yes, yeah. And he's super cool. He's the voice of reason in a lot of things. Um, kind of like the one normal person who's kind of like, what is up with all these crazy people? Um, but he kind of takes it on himself to help uh, <laughs> Kid Shaleen get his act together. And is helping him clean up, gave him a little back massage, helping him get get back to it. All they needed was, I am the tiger. Yeah. <laughs> and the very last to cap off his transformation is he's helping him get dressed out of his uh, his uh, his suitcase all of his old school clothes yeah, and included which I, I very much enjoyed this detail there was a corset yes <laughs> gotta, gotta make those pants fit yes. girl <laughs> oh, it was amazing and like I've seen the movie multiple times it's my copy of the movie that I yes. brought with I own it on a DVD yes. Like, yes that's how long I've had this movie yes who has DVDs anymore I do. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but probably not many other people. Yep. HD um, DVD. It's back, assholes. <laughs> oh, shit. Um, but, like, the fact, like, I knew from the beginning when he falls out the back of the stagecoach that the release is important. Yes. And it's sort of always there, but mm-hmm. you don't notice it because it's so beat up and just a mess and, like,. Yeah. And you don't think that there's really anything in it, but why is he carting this thing around with him? Yeah. And then it's like, oh, that's what this is. It's sort of like a Chekhov's gun, but it's like Chekhov's valise. Yes. And what I loved <laughs> is, so like they, you start with the girdle and I just love how ceremoniously they, like he's stepping into it. Like, all right, help me put this thing on. They tighten that sucker up. And then it's just adding more and more fabulous clothes. Mm-hmm. He's got this shiny silk shirt. He's got, I don't even know what those things are on arm, your arm armbands. Yeah, he's got, he's got a, like a, like a silk a cravat. A long silk mm-hmm. cravat. The shiniest vest I've S- seen. Silver and black brocade vest. A beautiful. Mm-hmm. Biggest, most rhinestone encrusted belt buckle. Yeah. Like, is like half a sheet of paper. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Fold that shit in half and just as big as a drown it in rhinestones. Mm-hmm. Put that right on your belt. And he's got freaking chaps on, boots. Mm-hmm. His, his boots are silver tipped. Oh, yes. And they jingle, jangle, jingle. They do. And he's got the perfect, it's a very Lee Van Cleef kind of hat. Yes. Very. Mm-hmm. It's like um, the very round, it's kind of skinny. It's not your classic cowboy hat. 
I'll be honest, I was hoping, praying for a Lee Van Cleef cameo. <laughs> well, Lee Van Cleef could have played the uh, Strawn with the silver nose, but it wouldn't have been as fun. No, I like Lee Marvin playing both. Yeah, I don't think Lee Van Cleef could have brought can do comedy. But we'll have to look for Lee Van I don't Cleef know. in he a did, comedy. He did Sabata. I argue that Sabata is a comedy. <laughs> You've seen this movie, have you? Yes, this is, you know what? You got me there. Having having never seen it, but having listened to that episode, I will agree that is a comedy. A, a banjo becomes a gun. That, <laughs> that is not a serious film. That's not a serious. <laughs> anyway, we're off. We're off topic. Oh, we have skipped the tracks here. <laughs> oh no. Uh, uh, can we talk about the color choices in this movie? Sure. Beautiful. Because they paid for Technicolor, and boy, how did they get it? I love that about 60s films. Yes. Sometimes they'll just be like, hey, how many colors are there? Let's find out. Yeah, you know. And as I c- many as we want. Exactly. They're like, we're paying for this Technicolor. Damn it, we're going to get it. We're going to get every penny. And I kind of um, miss that. I kind of, I know they've done modern films in black and white, I would love to see a modern film in, like, Technicolor, Technicolor mm. but do it like you do in the 60s where you have those vibrant colors. Yeah, reds are red! <laughs> Blues are blue! Right? And I feel like in, in a lot of modern films, they try to ground it too much in reality. Like, it's too This movie serious. was brought to you by brown. <laughs> <laughs> right, like, this is gritty. Real. I was like, have some fun with color. Right. I love color. I don't remember we had this discussion when we watched Open Range. Just to be like, what was the Old West? Brown. Brown. Muddy green. Brown. And brown. How many how many shades of brown can we get? All of them. And in this movie, they're just like, you know what we got? We got brown, but we also got red, green, uh, yellow. Orange. Orange. Purple. Pur- purple. 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 Yeah. Purple. I made up a new color today. <laughs> It's beautiful, but I, <laughs> but I, but I also don't think like the color was inappropriate. No, it like, wasn't distracting. No, it, it definitely worked. I think I was more distracted by the zippers in all of the dresses. Yeah, but yeah. that's my own personal demon that I have to just sort of excuse. <laughs> yeah, I honest as as someone I don't sew clothes and I don't know about historical costume. I did not notice the zippers, but if you are someone who pay attention, I was offended. Frankly, this there, is trash. There were yeah. there were so many zippers. That, that said, this was good camp with the colors and the acting choices. I mean, between Jane Fund and Lee Marvin, that was good camp. And even Lee Marvin, if you you could put him in a more serious film, and his character would still fit in. It's just kind of like, ah, ha, ha, yeah, crazy old drunk, and then putting himself back together. Yes. The one thing, and the other thing I loved was the framing device of the, uh, what do they call them in the, I can't remember, Nat King Cole. Yeah, the, the, our Greek chorus. Yes. Yes. He sings. Uh, uh, him and Stubby K. Stubby K have these awesome little uh, interludes where they sing a little bit about either what just happened or what's going to happen. They break the fourth yeah. wall. Yeah, and the, they, they look at you. It's so good. Yeah, the premise is that they are singing the ballad of Cat Baloo through the whole movie. Yeah. So they're telling the story as we're watching. Yes. Um, but I also, I like that, like, they sing it, but then every so often, like, like the moment in when Kat comes up with the big train robbery yeah. plan, um, all of a sudden, like, as she's sort of coming up, or no, it's not the train robbery plan, it's the one where she gets the idea to hire the gunfighters. Mm-hmm. And suddenly, 
her theme starts playing yes. in the background. And right. it's like, ah. Cat Baloo. <laughs> Cat Baloo. And I mean, really, anytime you get to hear Nat King Cole is a treat. Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Like, it just calms you. Because, like, you know, I mean, you don't really hear him, like, outside of Christmas, and this was just so, such a delight. It was a delight. And he, he wore, a, I, he had this wonderful red striped suit. I want that great. suit. I was like, I, I want to wear that. I think Stubby K was in green and yellow. Mm-hmm. And I like how Stubby K had little, like, fingerless gloves. Mm-hmm. That was a nice touch. Stubby K looked like a hobo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, they kind of look like, oh, we travel around singing songs. This is this is just our job. The, the town has hired us this week. Um, yeah. We're going to sing this song. It's going to be fine. Yeah. Wait for, like, an old coot to, like, walk behind me like, what are you, what are you looking at? <laughs> right? Because they, like, look directly at you. And it's like, oh, well, what are those two fellas looking at? But it was definitely, like, the framing device, though, was definitely, like, a, they open with singing about, you know, that they're going to hang her and everything, and then we see her in the jail cell sewing her, like, her, like, funeral dress. Yes. That she's going to be hung in, and it's sort of like a record scratch. Like, what? How did, how did I get here? <laughs> yes. That's <laughs> like... It does the little dream wave yes. back to when she graduated. Uh, but, yeah, I love her character because she starts off you know you get this sense that she's very like oh oh my things are happening but she loves the adventure uh books because she's reading the little the yeah. little book about uh kid Shaleen. kid Shaleen. Mm-hmm. so you're like oh so she's like a little innocent but like she's into adventure she's pretending to read tennyson that was and great <laughs> i'm reading tennyson i'm a refined lady yes. no you're not you're reading a dime novel yes exactly. It Only because wonderful. comic books haven't been invented. Yep. <laughs> right? So I loved that. And then how she kind of, you know, after her father's tragically killed and she wants yeah. her revenge and she's like, all right, well, we're going to, she comes up with the train robbery because they're like, oh, we'll just steal some cattle to get some money because like, that's what they know how to do. And she's like, let's rob a train. And let's not only let's rob a train, let's rob a train following the instructions that are in the dime novel I'm reading. Yes. I love that. <laughs> that seemed in character to me. It's like a certain level of naive naivete oh, yeah. that you're like, well, it worked here. Yeah. Let's just do that. And we have the guy who did it yeah. in a piece of fiction. Yeah. This, this man who is a train wreck in and of himself. Mm-hmm. I feel like she is the only character in this entire movie who is not living in the real world. <laughs> Everyone around her, from, like, Lee Marvin, Kitchelene, to, like, Clay and Jed and Jackson are like, what are you doing? This is not how the world works. And they even right. say at times, like, it's 1894. This We can't do this anymore. Yeah, because, like, she says, like, let's rob a train. And they kind of just, like, ignore her and keep talking about something else. And she's like, what about my idea? And she gets, like, has a little hissy fit. Like, you said you loved me. I thought you cared about me. And then when I want you to do one little thing and rob one little train. You all say you love me and are beholden to me. And then take it easy, cat. We're going to take care of you. And the first time I ask you to do one little thing for me, like rob one little train. You don't want to do it. Like, it was great. It's the equivalent of me, like, you know, like, hard times happen to me, like, Amy, Mel, here's how we solve my financial problems. Lay it on us. We're going to get some trench coats and some Tommy guns and we're going to knock over a bank. Excuse me? Uh, uh, Stu. 
Just, a, just one bank. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a stop I, I mean, there's these things called loans. <laughs> <laughs> like, there's a lot of things we could get to well, before we go to the bank. Yeah, probably. like, like we could go to the but, bank, but, but, but loans exist. But Thompsons, and you know, we go into the bank, we take the money, and then we spend it however we want. Yeah, you sign your name, and they'll give you the money. But, and, and then, but then I gotta give it back. But if I go to the bank and I take it, then you go to jail. And uh-huh. It's not if we have Tommy guns and we shoot well, everybody. Well, then then, then we it's get a shot felony. by the police. <laughs> 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 then you go to extra jail. I just I just I just really want to ride on the you know like the the, the base plate of, a, of an old Ford from the thirties. Well, we can do that after you get your loan. So here's the here's the other problem with that though. They go thirty miles an hour. <laughs> And cop cars are much faster. Yeah. Listen, yeah. I've watched 1975's uh, Bonnie and Clyde. I know how to get away from the police. Uh, okay. <laughs> I, I also watch, have questions. I did, any, I did yes. watch the end of the movie, so I don't know how it goes. <laughs> oh, okay. Now my questions are answered. <laughs> okay, like, wait a minute. Did you did you just stop? You got super excited. You're like, this movie's great. I'm going to stop watching right now. It can't get any better than this. So, just like Bambi's mom... <laughs> It doesn't end well. What, what do you mean? <laughs> they get shot. I'll tell you. Wait, you I'll tell you when you Cap- just don't go in the thicket. Cap- don't don't go in the thicket. <laughs> Cat Baloo got away. <laughs> well, she's Cat Baloo. Cat Baloo. Oh, what was I thinking? They, they they didn't have Nat King Cole narrating her story. Well, yeah. hey, Amtrak runs by near our house. Let's go rob a train. Yeah, they. That's unless she wants some overpriced pizza bagels. Yeah. <laughs> You're not going to get much off that train. Who, who do you think rides trains, Stuart? I do. I, I, yes. I occasionally would ride the I, I train. I'm poor. If you want my work laptop, I guess. That's what you could steal. It's You got like a couple of games and uh, some reports, I guess. Yeah, I'd be like, I brought my 3DS with me. I'd be real mad if you took it. But So here it is, uh, kids. Uh, valuable advice from the, uh, from the cow punchers. Uh, don't rob a bank and don't rob a don't rob a train. It's not gonna go well. No, 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 no. Those are felonies, and you'll go to federal prison. Yeah, it's much harder to get out of federal prison. Yeah, there's yes. there's, there's there's no parole in federal prison. No. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. So. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, kids. <laughs> don't read your dime novel and think you can just rob a train like old Cat Blue. Even though that's exactly what they do. It, yeah. it works. Although. Again, I think a lot of this movie is playing with, like... The magic of Hollywood. Yeah, well, yes, the magic of Hollywood, but also, like, Cat sort of... Yes, we're going to rob a train. This is what this is what outlaws do. I'm. This is what we do. People are going to be terrified of us. And yes. the, like, guy, the baggage handler that has the, co- the code to the safe... Yes. Where they're like, we're going to shoot you, and he's like, okay... Yeah, he sees them for what they are. He's like, this is a bunch of stupid kids. And he, like, crosses his arms, and he's like, no, I'm not going to tell you. And yeah. they're like, and they like, they all kind of huddle together, like, what do we what do we do now? Like, he's not, he's not opening it. Yeah, I, I didn't, like, I didn't expect this to happen. Right. And then it takes Lee Marvin showing up and being like, oh, I'll just shoot his hat off. Yeah. I've had two, I've two, I've had two hits of whiskey. Yeah. I have a steady yeah, hand. Fine. <laughs> yeah, I've had most of this quart of liquor. Yeah, I think this, uh, of this early times here. Let's let's get this going. I think Stu, you were joking. It's like they they failed their intimidation role. But uh, then, yeah, they, yeah, exactly. They all rolled twos or ones. And then Lee crushed it. And then yeah, he, he rolled a twenty-two. Yeah, yeah. I, was like, I was like, oh, okay, that guy. And then yeah, as soon as he shoots his hat off, he's like, uh, twenty-five. What's wrong? He won't overstay. Says he'd rather die. Is that right, Mister? 
Yeah. Seven left, 26 right, 14 left. Uh, yeah. Seven. Exactly <laughs> 19. The, exactly. The DM was like, okay, Cat uh, and Clay. All right. Are, are you want to do intimidation roll? All right. Roll for it. Ooh, that's a nat one. Oh, oh yeah. I am sorry. He is, he is not impressed. impressed. <laughs> uh, Lee, what do you got? Uh, that's 20 and you get... It's a 27. He is fucking terrified. <laughs> he gives up that combination immediately. Yes. <laughs> so then they're flush with c- 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 cash. Money. $50,000, I think is what it was. Uh, mm-hmm. Always 50 grand, mm-hmm. which in 1894 is a uh, million dollars. I'm sure. I think One we looked it up. Yeah, we, yeah, yeah. 50. I, I think on the last episode we, we covered like, you know, it's like a mil- uh, 50 grand is like a one and a half million dollars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a lot. It's a so, lot of cash, man. Which I think they just, I think, I think they just plucked that number out of the air when they wrote the movie. But that's fine. I mean, yeah. I would still take fifty thousand dollars. Right. I mean, that would that would help me a lot right now. Like, get me a lot of things. But but I like what I also like about Cap Cat Baloo, like as a character, is that she she knows what she wants. She's very focused. Yes, her head is in the clouds. But she's not just robbing the train to rob the train. Right. It's like I'm. We're robbing this train because the the town that basically stood by while her father was killed. And can I just say, when her father is killed, and they and she she sees the guy with the silver nose shoot her father. Yeah. She rides after him. She shows up into town, and he's sitting at the saloon. And she's like, that man shot my father. I saw him. And then the sheriff and everybody, every I other one. They're like, he's been here yeah, all he's, day. He's been here all day. And then, so that happens. And then she goes back to her ranch. And her father is already laid out in a coffin. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, we dug a hole behind the barn. We're going to put him in it. And you have to leave by morning. So cold. Like, cold, like stone cold. She she has full justification for what she does. Yes. But like in, great. in robbing the train, she's like, not only am I going to steal fifty thousand dollars. I'm gonna ruin this town. I am going to take the the payroll of this town. Yes. All fifty thousand dollars. And like at the end of the movie they say, We hate you because you stole bread out of the mouths of the people of Wolf City. And it's to like, which Well, you we stole all say, my livelihood. To which we all say Go fuck yourself. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Which they couldn't say that in 1965, but that would be pretty cool. They almost did. There was yeah. almost one F-bomb in that uh, movie. Yeah. How, how did they cover that up? Yeah. That was Clay was on the train, and he couldn't find the, the baggage or the cargo train. We, we have the we have Chekhov's old rich Englishman. Yeah. So he like, <laughs> ends up on the rich person car, and he's just like blown away, and he goes in, and he's like, oh, Fiddlesticks, this is cool. I can't remember exactly what yeah, he they, said, but it, it sounded like he was going to say, like, oh, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, I can't say that and keep our PG rating. Classic. Right. <laughs> exactly. uh, the English one is just like, they couldn't get Terry Thomas for this movie, so they just settled with other nameless guy. Right. But with his delightful was, mustache. Indeed. Oh, rolling Indeed. around like, like, I'm nude in a bathtub. Look at me. I'm rich. Oh, no. I must wash my rich body. My rich body? No. And, of course, we find out that he is the guy that is behind the big corporation that's, like, improving yeah. the city that killed her father. And yes. Sir Percival. Weird H. Sir Harry something. Percival something or other. First. Yeah, Sir Harry Percival. Yes. That's his name. So, yeah. I, I say. 
the very idea. I think An- you might say that. Another horrible, per- horrible evil person with a foreign accent, because yes. we must dislike everyone with foreign accents. Mm-hmm. That's Especially how you know. Englishman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but yeah, I mean, I don't know what we want to discuss next, the, the romance aspect of the film. I want to talk about the hoedown. <laughs> oh yes, the hoedown. It's our first hoedown. Uh, it was punchers. wonderful. It was very early on in Ye- the film. Yeehaw! Yeah, Cat has just arrived home, mm-hmm. and her father's like, "We're gonna go to the party." Mm-hmm. It's like a harvest, harvest yeah. dance. And at the end of it all, Jackson punches a guy in the dick. Yes, because he was being a bully. <laughs> yep, he was being a, no. He was being a racist. He was. Which is an excellent excuse exactly. to As punch someone in the dick. If we've ever learned anything here on Cow Punchers about racism, it's that it's entirely acceptable to, one, punch them in the dick, and two, kick them apart. Yes. <laughs> so if you can't do one, do the other. Exactly. If you can do both, more power to you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it was. I, I enjoyed uh, Jackson's response to it. He, he definitely was kind of like, oh... Here come the a-holes, and they're just, like, picking on him and being real jerks, and then he's kind of like, well, I guess I gotta punch you now. I thought it was low. Poor Indian. Well, it's Custer's last stand all over, with me in the middle. And uh, what was nice, I mean, it, it turned into an all-out, barn brawl and it was was wonderful it was chaos like they're two ladies punching each other and i'm like why right (laughs) why it's like it's like the one fight scene at the end end of blazing saddles everyone's punching each other and no one knows why it's perfect same (laughs) energy yes like you know what hey it's the old west Let's get in a fist fight. All right. It was that's our first like large scale fist fight. I think you're right. Yeah. I half expected it to occur in a saloon. But you know what? I'm happy with this. And then um, Kat's dad has a, a little girlfriend in the barn fight. Mm. Well, I don't know if she's little. She's six feet tall. Yes. She's a big lady. Yes. <laughs> put make, make her a linebacker. Put her on, put, put her on the team. Right. <laughs> Beautiful purple lace dress mm-hmm. that she's got on. Hitting and people. She, and she has a corn stalk that she beats the crap out of some guy with. It was amazing. <laughs> amazing. That's, that was early in the film, and I'm like, all right. We are in it to win it. And this is my recommendation from that example right there. Women should be playing co-ed in professional sports. Because if you can play with the boys, especially if you punch them in the dick, run with them. Yeah, I mean, really, you got a weakness right there that could be exploited. (laughs) That's a strength for ladies, because we don't have that weakness. Exactly. (laughs) Football, now. (laughs) Oh, yeah, that was... And, uh... Yeah, speaking of blood and interest, I, I initially thought Jackson would be until he kind of morphed into, like, just like, like I said, surrogate brother later on. They definitely just... felt very familial mm-hmm. to me. Um, but he was adorable. I was like, I, I want to see more Jackson. He's He was a fun character. I like, he was kind of looking after everybody, trying to keep everybody straight. Um, but yeah, I mean, the main love interest is Cat and then Clay. Which was lame because Clay is definitely a creep. Ah, uh, yes. He's a creep, but yeah. he's he's got that he's he's that bad boy though that you're like, ladies <sighs> love the bad boy. And all he wants to do is touch a boob, and now he's wrapped into this bullshit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's definitely his attitude. Is like, ah, dang. And I I think like again I'm not okay with most of the like like he sneaks into her bed and oh he like. God 
does all that kind of crap. But I do appreciate that when he realizes that she is not inviting him in she's, or like she's not down to yeah, clown. Yeah. He's sort of like, okay, I'm gonna go back to the barn now. Right. Like, <laughs> <laughs> he's like, well, you've you've said no. I'm gonna leave. Right. Clearly, I, there's nothing out for me here. I'm gonna yeah. go. I guess. Yeah. And you know that I, yeah, that that is a great point because I feel like that's rare in a lot of like 1960s movies. He's like, all right, fine. I'm not wanted here. I'll I'll go. Yeah. <laughs> and other films, they'd be like, I'm so irresistible. I'm gonna I'm like so put my hand up against the wall real creepily, <laughs> like because right. this is acceptable and women love this. Right. Because, uh-huh. because you know, no, no, no is is a woman being like, I'm resisting you because I'm. I have it, to. Because it's not socially acceptable for me to say yes. Right. And it's My like, oh, that's God. not a thing. <laughs> yeah. No. No. That's your yep. fantasy world. That's not a real thing. But, but we still have his Uncle Jed, mm. the, the drunk priest that was. Uncle Jed. Uh, who shows up five minutes later to be like, hey, buddy, I'm going to pick you up by the neck and take you back to the barn because she is a nice girl. Right. Foot. Your ass, do the math. That was so funny. Because he showed up, like, right when they were about to kiss, and he's like, hey, what you guys doing? And it was, like, beautiful. I was like, oh, perfect chaperone. It was yeah. amazing. Uh, for anyone paying attention, the uh, the underlying uh, theme there was like, hey, what are you doing? Is, I will fuck you up. Yeah, he's like, it was a very confident, like, nothing's going to happen. Like, you know, like, I got this. It's fine. Like, <laughs> But also at the end of the movie, when like so you have the the falling out between Cat and uh, Clay, when like shit has hit the fan, they've stolen the money, they know that they're in they're in deep deep trouble because now the town is all gonna come after them, mm-hmm. um, and they don't have any place to hide. And he's like, hey, let's just go to St. Louis, and she's like, no, we have to stay right. here and fight. And he's like, are you insane? And she finally says, I love you. Um, and he's like, I, I was just in this, like, what? I was just stop, trying to have a good stop time. making this difficult. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And he's like, I'm not going to stay. Da-da-da. And he walks away from her and all that happens. But when it gets to the point after um, Lee Marvin has killed Lee Marvin. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> and he, he Watch the movie. It makes sense. Don't worry. <laughs> Oh, I should all... We never mentioned the relationship between Lee Marvin and Lee Marvin. Yes. Lee Marvin is the brother of Lee Marvin. Yes. <laughs> Which, Shock. I'm making a face. You can't see that. But. <laughs> this, this this wonderful visual medium that is podcasting. <laughs> but, uh, but when, like, she's sort of gone off and done something, but, uh, you know, they, they have a whole confrontation bit, but it's... Lee Marvin realizes that she doesn't like... He, he has it in his head that Kat is in love with him, and then he's like, wait, no, I'm an old, smelly man. <laughs> yes. She doesn't love me, and he realizes she loves Clay, and he has the best come to Jesus. Oh, it was beautiful. <laughs> like, like, you better shape up. Yeah. She is a nice girl, and you better help her, or I am going to beat the crap out of you. My fist will meet the back of your liver. He breaks a chair off on a table yes. and starts throwing chair limbs at it and is like, you better marry that girl. And he's like, I just asked her to marry me. And she was like, I don't want to marry you. And he's like, well, I'm going to beat the crap out of you till you marry that girl. And get your shit together. Play is it like, was I'm in hell. <laughs> he's like, I don't know what you want from me. Please stop 
beating me. And then Jackson punches him in the face and he's like, what was that for? He's like, well, everyone else was hitting you. <laughs> I wanted to get in on it. Oh, oh Jackson yeah. is a gem. He oh, is. I was like, oh. Oh, I want to watch the Jackson movie. But I think what I appreciate about that is like... The other men are holding him accountable. It's yes. not like yelling at her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's it's him. They're like, you are, need to stop being a bum. Right. And I would like, love to see that more in media because like it's it's so popular to be like, oh, she's a harpy. But I'd rather like have guys be like, like go. Maybe around. maybe you're the like, problem, Dan. Dan, she's sweet. What are you doing? Stop like like being a jerk about this. Right. Like, just like. Shit or get off the pot, She's Dan. She's crazy about you. Like, well, I don't know. Dude, fuck, dude. Huh? <laughs> I, I, I'm sorry if there is a Dan listening and you're having relationship troubles. I am not calling you out. I don't know your situation. Fuck you, Dan. <laughs> We're totally calling you out. <laughs> get your shit together, Dan. Marry that girl or guy. Yeah, Up to you. Whatever you're into, Dan. Dan, we're here for you. There's no judgments here at cow punchers unless you murder a guy which is not cool yeah 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 <laughs> unless it's in self-defense <laughs> yeah i know we got a lot of we've like a branching decision tree of <laughs> when when it's cool who shot first dan <laughs> who shot first han solo shot first so i guess that's okay because we like han solo do we like han solo <laughs> we like han solo right do we yes okay i don't know where we are on that as a sign <laughs> oh man we did watch star wars is star wars a western Yes. There's a desert. Yeah, there is. The, the, There's an old coot. The, fir- <laughs> the first the yes, first the first Star Wars is a western and I would say Return of the Jedi is a western. Hmm. Well, I think we're just going to have to like let's just pause this. We'll watch all of the Star Wars movies and then we'll we'll come back. Right. Yeah. Okay. And we're back. And I don't think any of them were westerns. I think you guys are crazy. Stu, <laughs> Stu, <laughs> I will bury you. <laughs> Well, the g- no <laughs> more saloons for you. Good news for me. <laughs> you dig in my yard, you'll hit a gas line. Shit. <laughs> and where's, your grave. Where's a, <laughs> where's a coot when you need him? <laughs> this movie was full of coots. Yes. Uh, well, let's dive into it. Let's go to the coot watch. Coot watch. The big male's battle for the best fishing spots. So, oh my gosh. We've had several films where there are no coots. There was... A plethora of coots to choose from. I was a, saving them all for you, Amy. A, a Thank you, Mel. A flood of coots. The coots are my favorite. I know. I know. That's one of the reasons why I was like, you all have never seen this movie. Yes. Yes. <laughs> it's so good. Cat Baloo's dad is a coot, so we mm-hmm. have our first daddy coot. Yep. Hurricane coot. Hurricane coot? <laughs> the hurricane of coots. Oh, yes. Go on. A cootacane. <laughs> that, that just sounds it's wrong. So, I know. It's, you start using the word coot too much, and you start being like, Am I saying something wrong? I don't know. <laughs> so her dad is definitely a coot. Kind of has that way of like talking a little bit, mm-hmm. and you know he have the 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 three boys kind of watching him in the beginning to make sure nothing bad happens, which of course they fail. But he's kind of like, get away from me. They fail miserably. Oh, so bad. And that I think the moment when he dies yeah. is like I think the first real moment of the movie where like it is no longer an adventure story. Yeah. Like, because you have Lee Marvin, mm-hmm. bad, evil Lee Marvin, uh, with his silver nose, sort of looking ridiculous. And you're yes. like, this is not a scary bad guy. Right. Um, but then, it's this funny moment where these three guys are trying to protect Daddy Coot. Yes. And he's like, I'm gonna be fine. He turns around, 
full on in the camera, close up, and just get shot. Yep. And then you're like, he's not dead. Oh, he dead. Oh, holy shit, he's dead. Mm-hmm. Like, ugh. So we the the movie giveth and taketh the coots away. <laughs> I mean, you forgot about the beginning. Coot. Yeah, I was gonna say the very beginning. We have I called him pamphlet coot. Right, the the opening credits. Yeah, so that's when we've got Nat King Cole and Stubby K singing about how Cat Baloo is gonna get hung, and then you see an excellent coot beard. Glasses, sitting at like a freaking bus station, not a bus station, but... The stagecoach. The stagecoach yeah. station, with this bright, colorful pamphlet. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it's you know, clear as day that he can't read. Yeah, <laughs> just flipping through. That thing had pictures, though. So. It, had, it had lady pictures. It had, there Ooh. was a lady, a tavern lady in there, which I was like, I think that's just all boob. I don't think any mm-hmm. of that boob's covered up. Exactly. We're, we are <laughs> uh, critically close to uh, nipple. Yeah, I think they just didn't draw them, is what it was. Because it was a drawing. <laughs> they were just like, we can get away with it if we don't draw the nipples. PG rating, that's why that guy couldn't say the F-bomb right. when he ran into... Uh... Old Bathman. Yeah. <laughs> Old Bathman. Hey, oh no, a dong. Yeah. So that was an excellent example of a coot. Um, so I like that one. Also, Lee Marvin uh, is our first gunslinger coot. Yeah! His drunken acting is a great example of that old drunken coot, his need for the, the vitamins for coots, which is whiskey. Yes, mm-hmm. uh, that good corn liquor. Gives him strength. Gotta get a corn liquor! Yeah. <laughs> his constant refrain of, I'll drink to that. Yes, it was like a desperate cry for liquor. Mm-hmm. Corn liquor! Yes. So, I mean, that was just, we've never seen a gunslinger coot, and I was... Excited. Well, I think excited. I think you know because we opened this podcast with episode with you know two episodes of Magnificent Seven and then the remake. I think we should do that with um, True Grit because you have another gunslinger coot who's mm-hmm. reliant on the corn liquor. Yeah, because to me that's that's part of the essence of a coot. Not all of them are drunken, but it helps. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, because yeah. you can smell it through the screen. Because to me, it's like the coots. They're either actively alcoholics or they're like recovering like oh i haven't touched that stuff since right, the mine but collapsed but i've been living in the hills for 30 years right mm-hmm. yeah. i haven't seen hundred hair of a fellow man right <laughs> i just have bears for friends like, you know i'm not crazy at all look at my friend that's a rock right <laughs> it's like a, it's like a creature it's just a bunch of bones of animals cobbled together to look like, look like a, a friend and it's horrifying <laughs> <laughs> it's like, this is Randy. He's my friend. Hi, Randy. Hi. Say hi to Randy. <laughs> I, I did say hi to Randy. All right. He didn't hear you. Right. So, yeah. So, I mean, I'm trying to think. Did I miss any coots? Well, there was, uh, well, we had the lady coots. <gasps> yes, the lady coots. So that was dad, daddy coots' uh, girlfriend. girlfriend. Yeah. Daddy coots. <laughs> <laughs> Cat Baloo's dad, his, his six-foot-tall... Purple lace wearing corn husk beaten. Yes, lady coot. Always a treat to see a lady coot mm-hmm. getting her getting her fists and Get, beating people she in the had, barn. She had a few good like like left hooks. She oh, just yeah. went into it. No no 
hesitation at all. Just be like, yeah. oh, there's a fight? Yeah, let's do this. Her hair remained perfect. Yes, it's amazing. <laughs> that is a testament. So if only Daddy Coot hadn't died, I would have loved to have seen a nice, you know, a uh, bonded of, pair of coots. Yeah. A litter of cootlings. Well, well, don't forget also all of the coots in Hole in the Wall. Right. Yes. An Whole entire town. town. Cootville. Yes. Yes. <laughs> it was like... They'd been pushed out of society and made their own town. Coot City, USA. It was flush with coots, so if if you are a fan of the coot watch, you will enjoy the wide array of coots. Like you had the old, old old woman who was like a tavern girl. Yes. Who was still dressed as a tavern girl. Yeah. People who have been sleeping in their clothes for ten years. Yep. (laughs) Oh, 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 ten, only ten, Stu. I'm being generous, I guess. Uh, (laughs) I think you're being conservative. Oh, thank you. Yes, right. I'm being think, very considerate. I think, I think we want to go with like 20. Yeah, oh yeah. Maybe easily. even 30. Yes. <laughs> yes. We That's... don't know what's holding their clothes together, frankly. Right. Yes. The, the filth. <laughs> <laughs> the filth and the whiskey. The collective yes. filth. Possibly also gin. Oh, yeah. Man. Whatever they got. Laudanum. <laughs> Opium. God, Take what kind of town is this? I it's, don't think they that you would need money for the laudanum and the opium stew. It's 1894. We don't know. There's no money there. <laughs> the, the, you're yeah. correct. This they were a, broke. It's a very, very poor town. And then there was the one coot who couldn't even remember his own name. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, that was dark. Yeah. Don't you remember me? I'm... I'm old. I, who am I? Oh. And he just turned away like... And just oh, just walked quietly off screen. That got real. Screen. I feel like everybody on set... Like, maybe that was on screen. Everyone was like, Oh God. oh, God. What's wrong with Larry? Somebody help him. <laughs> but I think that was also like having all of the coots. It mm-hmm. was like referencing, you know, because it, it had this theme running throughout this entire movie. Like she is obsessed with these old dime novels and she lives in this fantasy world where outlaws are real and gunfighters are real. And all of the gunfighters, the real ones that we meet, like yeah. Kid Chalene or Strom or all of these people, these outlaws that are in Hole in the Wall, like, they're all old and they're like, we don't do that anymore. Yeah. We are old and yeah. we smell and we just want to be left in peace to retire and be coots. <laughs> yes. So, I mean, now we've learned what happens at the end of a gunslinger's career mm-hmm. you become you live long enough to become a coot you either die the hero or you live long enough to become a coot exactly <laughs> exactly because uh, you know she does try to rally a uh, hole in the wall to be like come on we can we can fight the town and they're like no we freaking can't <laughs> have you seen how old i am <laughs> and she's like all like just disappointed and yeah. i was like well she probably should have I'm sitting Take here thinking, like, I would love to see, like, Harvey Dent, like, grow up. You're like, he, like, he doesn't become two-faced. He just, like, moves to the hills. Right. <laughs> Around Gotham City. Picking his teeth with a knife <laughs> on his porch. Yep. Yeah, yeah. that sounds Someone about right. Someone two-faced, but now I live up here and drink whiskey. <laughs> well, speaking of whiskey. <laughs> would you, would you like to get search? in? Yes. Mm-hmm. We had one actually very good saloon in this movie. And I feel like in a lot of um, 60s westerns, up until, like, the 80s and up through today, a lot of, like, you know, like, what you would assume, like, the, the town saloon is very campy. It's too much. It's too technicolor. It's not until, like, you know, modern-day westerns that you get something that's, like, rough-hewn mm-hmm. and be like, I'm going to get a whiskey and a fist fight. And this was one like that. It's like, you're going to go there. It's like also like the general store dry goods. 
like betting parlor. Like I'm gonna go there. I'm gonna have whiskey. I'm gonna have a bad meal. I'm gonna watch a fist fight. Yes. And I like that. Yeah. Like, I would visit this this saloon. Like other saloons, would just be like it's too much Technicolor, and it's like there's like there's like a full stage with dancing girls, the Rockettes or whatever. And like it's fun in the moment. But then it's just like this is this is not real. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna hang out there unless it's like Disneyland. Well, we're we're teased with one of those saloons because mm-hmm. where they find uh, evil Lee Marvin yes. is sitting out in front of a saloon, and we think maybe we'll get to go inside. But we do not. Mm-mm. We get the sh- we get the shithole, which I would rather hang out at the dive. Yes. Yeah, it looked way more friendly. But mm-hmm. even with dives, I feel like you go to a. There's a such a thing as a good dive. And I think oh, yeah. this one probably follows it. They're gonna make one good like most of the menu is bullcrap. But they're gonna be like one thing where they're like their chili is gonna knock your socks off. Mm-hmm. See, in in westerns, the dive bar, um, I feel like they just have one menu item and it's amazing. Yeah, so all yeah. they have is chili and it's awesome. It's like just buffalo wings. Like what the oh my god. Yeah, like you <laughs> go in there and if you ask the old the lady who's still wearing her like younger days tavern mm-hmm. clothes, if you're like, oh, can I get a ham sandwich? She would just slap you. Yeah, I know, and give you chili. I don't want chili, and then it's good. Like what? Oh my god! Then she'd give you more chili. It's like it's like you'd order something, and she wouldn't even tell you. She'd be like, "Okay," and then just bring you chili. Yes, yeah. <laughs> like I ordered a ham sandwich. Yeah, that's what I brought you, ma'am. This is chili. Shut up. It's it's a ham sandwich. <laughs> right, right. Look, the county slowly... told us to sell food. This is what we have. <laughs> slowly curling her hand into a fist, looking at you. Yeah, it's a ham sandwich, ma'am. And you're like, yes, ma'am. Piano music stops. <laughs> The piano player just looks at you and shakes his head. Gives you the stink eye, like, it's a ham fucking sandwich. Mm-hmm. Then you realize the piano player is Lee Van Cleef. And you're like, ah! <laughs> or, or, as happens in this movie, it's Nat King Cole. My God! <laughs> in which case, you're like, so oh, wait! Oh, great! <laughs> that man can play piano, Lee Van Cleef, I don't know. <laughs> I'd still listen. I mean, You'd you know. be forced to, because then he would shoot you. I imagine, like, he looks at you with the stink eye, he's at the piano, he starts playing it, and then one hand just has a gun and he's pointing yeah. at like, you're going to listen to this. Yeah, that turn, really turns on its head the phrase, don't shoot me on the piano player. Shoot me. I, I'm going to shoot you on the piano player. Right. <laughs> it's like, Lee. I think, on. though, this saloon reminded me of, because I, 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 am, I am your listener. Yes. Um, and because of the wonderful recommendations of this oh, podcast. Thank you. Thank you. I, I went and watched... Charo. Oh, oh, Charo was good. It, it, it was, yes. Okay. Yes, and I it re- this saloon reminded me a lot of the saloon in the beginning of Charo. Yeah. Yes, the little tequila place. Yeah, little, little yeah. cantina. Because it was like it was it was you know the shawls just thrown over tables. There's there's clearly people who've been here way too long. <laughs> like, all day, all month, we don't know. <laughs> right. They, do they live here? Are you alive? Yeah, <laughs> they may be dead. They've just had too much tequila to start to decompose. And also the worry the worry is because they're all mostly coots, have they actually died? Yeah. <laughs> like, and the, the waitresses are like, I'm not touching him. Well, there's one day we thought Pedro died, and then two weeks later he got up and left. Right. Marta <laughs> went over to check, and he was fine. <laughs> but it, it reminded me a lot of that, that, like, yeah. sort of, you know, little town 
saloon. I would agree, yes. Mm-hmm. And those are the best ones that we've seen. Yeah, they, 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 they look the best to, to visit. Some mm-hmm. of the fancier ones are like, I don't, they don't look very welcoming. Mm-hmm. Well, I got a question for you. He happens to be a sweet-looking dude. Who brought the face? Oh, well, shoot. That's a tough one. I almost forgot about the face. I know who brought the face. Who do you think brought the face? Lee Marvin. Without question. And just like within, like, in Liberty Valance, he just has that look about him. He delivered, I smell like the, like the way early times whiskey tastes. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> he won an Oscar. Well, wow. I love, he opened the speech with that half of this belongs to a horse out in the valley because I think the face belongs to that horse That's <laughs> that true. he was riding. That was a, yeah, that, that horse put up with a lot of shit. That was a talented horse. But the horse, I think the, the best bit is at the end when they're leaning on the side of the building and the horse's legs are crossed. Yes. Yeah. Because oh they're God. both drunk as skunks. Yeah, oh, they're yeah. both, like, both of them are leaning up. Like, even the horse, you're right, the horse had a face like, I'm a drunk-ass horse. And you're like, how? How? <laughs> I don't know how I got in the saloon. Or how they served me, but it happened. Right. Beer <laughs> for are. my horses, whiskey for my men, or I don't know, oat for my horses, whatever. Who gives a shit? Damn it, Stu. <laughs> listen to some country music. I, I refuse on this, our Western movie podcast. <laughs> I think, though, an honorable mention does have to go to um, Jane Fonda. Yeah. Yeah. Because, like, while, like, Lee Marvin had the, like, camp face Mm -hmm. down um i feel like she because she so fully believes in everything that is happening um the the stoicness of her being like you will never make me cry you won't make me cry you'll never make me cry like that moment and her face of like i can feel your fury i can like i I know this woman is about to, like, burn this town to right. the ground. I, yes. I, I'm glad you brought that up because, like, when we watched the remake of Magnificent Seven, um, it's the female lead who is, like, the leader of Vengeance. And I really like that. And I kind of... And I d- didn't think about it now until you refreshed my memory here. I think Jane Fonda could have done a similar uh, uh, job in a straight Western just because, like... Oh, sure. There would have been the inclination, even in this movie, to just, like, look pouty and like oh, or just cry and that's serious yeah but she pulled it off and i would have loved to see that as straight western because like she could deliver a line like i just like i want to yeah she did great yeah. i thought she really sold it like it good. yeah like in that moment well I, I think her being able to be serious if she didn't play it as straight as she played it lee marvin couldn't have lee marvin his way through no, this movie absolutely not. <laughs> yes yeah we needed her to yeah. be that was some genuine genuine fury this is one of those other films where it's a fine line between it being really good and fun and funny and being like a little too over the top and a little too campy mm-hmm. and like all right i'm out of it but like there was just enough rooting us in there but but yeah, yeah, but I think she deserves an honorable mention just for that moment of like, like you you sort of hear her say that, and she has this look of fury, and she's beautiful, mm-hmm. and she was very young, so it could come off as like 
here's this little girl sort right. of saying this, and she's got, like, a bow and, you know. Um, but you're like, oh, oh, shit. Yeah. Which, <laughs> which, which speaking of which, how old was Jane Fonda? I don't know. To the Google. To, to the, the Google. Google box. She was... 28. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That tracks. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, just to, to recap, the face goes to Lee Marvin, mm-hmm. Lee Marvin's horse, mm-hmm. and honorable mention Jane Fonda. Yeah. Yep. I think that's fair. <laughs> yep. Yeah. I think that's good. It's a good roundup. Um, another great feature of this movie, segue right into another segment, is postcard moments. Mm. Yeah. Oh. Uh, I'll tell you, my favorite one, right off the bat, was, like, the first really great vista we see. It's, like, the Rocky Mountains and snow-capped peaks and grain veils and uh, I think it's um, Coot Dad coming up the trail on a horseback, like, just beaten up hat. I'm like, I love that. That I would mail to my mother. Yeah. Mine was... It was one of the scenes with Nat King Cole and Stubby K playing their banjos, standing on a ridge with the sun, mm-hmm. and like they're facing the camera for part of the song as uh, they're cutting between the characters moving through, you know, on their journey, and then it then cuts to the back of them. I just I really like that. That was also my postcard moment nice. was them from behind because they're because I think part of that and I think we have to talk about the music in a yeah. minute. Yes. Um, but it's them from behind, uh, and the sun is setting, and they're singing. They'll never make her cry, mm. and just that moment is is beautiful. Oh yeah, I um, loved that. But again, another honorable mention. I like the honorable mentions. That's fine. Clearly. Is the end of the movie when they're leading her out to be hung. And she's yeah. she is framed By in, the her, in her white dress. Because she makes like a little white dress almost like she's going to a wedding. Or um, again, playing up that little girl. Book. Yeah, it looked a lot like her graduation dress picture. Yeah. And she's sort of coming out and it's the noose. And they're leading her. And this whole town is like... Woo! A little too excited. Uh, yeah, it's a. They're a little too excited. Yeah, <laughs> this is a bunch of assholes in what, Wolf City. Yeah, mm-hmm. which is in, in close runner up to Carson City for most jerks in the West. Yeah. yeah, I mean this is worse than Carson City. They didn't try to kill you in Carson City. Wait, they just called you an old dumb bastard. Yeah, mm-hmm. that would have been preferable. <laughs> So. Instead, they murder your father, steal his land, and bury him in a uh, coffin behind the barn. And then yeah. still complain when you robbed a rich guy. Yep. Jeez. Well, technically, she robbed the whole town. Right. Fuck him. And then killed the rich guy, which meant the town wasn't going to be developed. So she really screwed him over. Fuck him. Yep. Fuck they should have thought about that. Yeah, they should have thought about that before selling themselves out. Mm-hmm. A bunch mm-hmm. of dirty, smelly yeah. people. Yeah. I don't know. But yeah, this this was a really good movie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I loved all the music. Yeah, I would thoroughly recommend this. Uh, like, like, how do you rate the? It, it's not a perfect movie, like a drama that sort of thing. Uh, like, how do you rate like a good camp? This is like this is a continuing argument we come up against. Yeah, because you know, it was just fun. I think what you said before is like. 
Can you see yourself watching it again? Yes. Yeah. I would, I would watch, watch it again, again right now. Right like, I, I was reciting and singing along with it. Yes. So I think you know my opinion. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Like It's like a comfort. Like when you're like, I don't know what to watch. You're like, let's watch Cat Baloo. Bold mm-hmm. statement, eh? I'm going to give this six sabatas. <gasps> oh! I'm going to give it six sabatas. Is this the first six? Might be of six. Something? Outside of the first sabata. We gave that six out of six sabatas. Ah, okay. Six out of six sabatas. Yeah. I would give this six out of six cat balloons. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. bold. I, I love this movie. I think part of it is, uh, again, I love her character because I'm like, yeah, you get him, girl. You tell him. You, you, have, you get that vengeance. Right. You good after it. Yeah, I give this. Hold on. You guys had two different things. I'm going to do... Mm-hmm. Six out of six Nat King Coles. Oh. Because I was so delighted that he was in this movie. I was like, what? What? He's in this movie? I want a poster in my house of him as he, like, gently looks into the camera while he's, like, playing a piano. That was awesome. Yep. Yeah, yeah, that's what I want. And, yeah. the, like, the couple times he's, like, given, like, a wink yeah. to yeah. the camera. I know what's going on. I love that. I, I was like, how, I know how this ends. If he was still <laughs> alive, I'd want him to do that in, like, every movie. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> I don't care. You know, Schindler's List, get him in there. (laughs) Titanic, yes, please. (laughs) Fast and the Furious, please do it. Okay, Fast and the Furious, yes. (laughs) I would watch Nat King Cole and sing along in the Fast and the Furious. Every single one. The camera comes down to the driver's side of the car. But he's not. His hands aren't on the wheel. He's playing piano. Yes. <laughs> Here comes Vin Diesel. Yes. Here comes Vin Diesel. I'll never sing again. It's I'm fast sorry. and furious. Right. No. Well, too fast, too furious. Well, as uh, Pat has sometimes said, they don't let me sing. Not since the incident. <laughs> I I just can't sing. Yeah. No, it's, yeah. it's 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 a failing. <laughs> I, I mean, I'll do it, but it, no one will like it. So. Yeah, but the the music in the movie I think was like a whole other character. It was yeah. of it. Um, everyone had their own little theme song, it including Clay. Yes, and everybody. But there was a lot of times where this could have flown off the handle and become almost like a parody of a '60s comedy. Mm-hmm. Well, it kind of did have elements of that, which really worked for it. Right, the, like the hoedown, like like mm-hmm. fist fight where like everyone's just falling down. Lee Marvin's whole outfit was yeah. like <laughs> was like hey spaghetti's. I'm looking at you. <laughs> well, and I think that was part of the charm. And, yeah. you know, like, uh, it's she's so in love with Westerns yes. that everyone's like, okay, fine, we will make this a Western because we love you, Cat Baloo. Yes. <laughs> in her reverse harem yep. Western musical comedy. Where all of the boys loved her. Too yes. many dudes. <laughs> I was like, I would watch that anime make that. Oh Oop. my god, yeah. Oops, all dudes. Oops, yeah. all dudes. Oh, shoot. And, and there's like one cowgirl in the middle doing like, like, like yeah. hands up, like, uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's like, you know, Andy comes home late from work and I'm just in bed reading a book and, and he comes in. I'm like, oh, I didn't see you there. And he's like, oh, what are you reading, honey? And I'm like, uh, War and Peace. And I'm like, <laughs> away. like not oops, all dudes. <laughs> My secret shame. <laughs> Um, but I think another sort of like the moral of this whole movie that I think is also satisfying about it is is that rich people suck. They do. We see that a lot and, in Westerns. And I but I also feel like in this one, like 
Harry Percival gets what's coming to him oh, yeah. through his own fault, and yeah. it's super satisfying, and you're like, yeah, shoot him. And he's good. And he wanders into a rail car soaking wet, and then he's like, you know, like, Lee Marvin whips his towel off, and then everyone sees his penis, and everyone, he's like, oh, no! <laughs> Shame! I'm, just, I'm yep. just glad we didn't have to look at I'm it. I'm a Victorian Englishman. I am going to die now. <laughs> of the typhus. Yep. So. But yeah, this one, I definitely give it a watch. It's super fun. It's super funny, and it's it's great, and I loved it. And Absolutely. I'm, I'm so glad you guys enjoyed it. It was, yes. a, it was a delight. Lee Marvin, like, knocked my socks off. Mm-hmm. That was amazing. I'm like, how is he going to win an Oscar for this? Yeah. And I was like, yes, oh yes, I see it. And, yeah, it and I, I think this movie is what sort of like really got his career to lift off uh. after this. Like this was a big moment in his, I mean, beyond the fact that he won an Oscar right, um, for best actor, but like after this, he sort of had a, like a, a big surge in his career. A Lee Marvin renaissance, if you will. Mm-hmm. Liaisons. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. <laughs> like when did Liberty Balance come out? That was that was nineteen fifty five, Yeah, and he was real good in that. Yeah. But, he, yeah, but, but yeah. then again, we don't know. He may have just been doing bit parts. I'm not entirely certain. Yeah, yeah. And Nick, I guess I don't know if this was his first comedic role. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, because I'm like he's usually the like I'm out. Yeah, he's usually a heavy. Yeah, there. I think a lot of I think part of the reason they cast him in this because it could have been Kirk Douglas. Uh, Kirk funnily enough, too much. Funnily enough, but I think they were doing a lot of like, who can we get yeah. that is that is an aging Western person it to per- play this role? Yes, just play yourself. Do Twice. It, do what you've been doing. Good, good Lee Marvin, and play evil Lee Marvin, and then kill yourself. <laughs> <laughs> he killed the evil part of himself, yeah. and then he was good. There's some deep. There's a. There's some layers here. Yeah, exactly. Do we have any uh, philosophy PhD uh, candidates listening? Uh, watch this movie. <laughs> right in. Give us a 12-page uh, paper on. And mail that to construction uh, of this. cowpunchersshow at gmail.com. And yes. be aware, I am an English teacher. <laughs> I, I will be checking your grammar. Yeah. She will grade you harshly. Yes, I, I will also send you my rubric. Right. <laughs> um, Speaking of which, let me see if we have any missives on the... Uh, Ooh. On the, uh, the, from the Pony Express. Yeah. Let's see. Nope, no mail. Damn it. <laughs> Sad face. The, the horse died. Damn it, no Pony it's, Express. It's because I'm here. Right. Yeah, our listener's here. <laughs> oh, dang it. That's damn right, it. our listener's here. God well, damn. You should rustle us up another listener. <laughs> again, again. I'm I'm not their mother. <laughs> I don't think our moms listen this far. <laughs> she, she's missed like five episodes. Mom, come on, ma. <laughs> she fell off after Sabana. Like, well, they've reached a peak here. They're not gonna imba- get back to that. Thanks, ma. <laughs> <laughs> Write us a letter, ma. No, it's fine. Uh, you do you, ma. This is gonna reflect on your Mother's Day gift. Oh, heard it here first, folks. I'm I'm not party to any of this, just so you know. She's like, leave me out of there, your family drama. I'm just here for some fun. <sighs> well, is that all we got? I you think know. so. Mm-hmm. Hey, you know, this was this was a blast, Mel. Thank you for introducing us to us. Yes. You are very welcome. Um, uh, thank you all for listening, uh, for, uh, for coming back to Cow Punchers. As always, I'm uh, the deputy, Stu Kaufman. 
I can't remember what I said I was at the beginning of this. I think I said I was your uh, drunken wastrel, Amy McLeod. <laughs> and I am still your madam, Melissa Huggins. Y'all watch yourselves out, out there on the trail. Yeah! <laughs>